You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the Immigration Hour on America's Web Radio on Election Day. Uh, the last opportunity you have to save America from Donald Trump. Uh, David, thanks. Great to have you with you with me today. Uh, David's not really with me in the context of Donald Trump, but he's certainly in the studio with me, and he's producing this show for us today. David, it's great to be continuing our service here on America's Web Radio, doing our best to keep it uh, keep it legal here in the United States uh, before it gets outlawed by Hillary Clinton, uh, and uh, people won't be able to use the First Amendment anymore. That's after, of course, they take your guns and force you to have an abortion. Yeah. Yes. So. Well, I, you know. I- I think I mentioned to you that we had been banned from federal computers. No, really? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Really? Yeah, this happened about um, two months ago, three months ago. You know, we do the uh, land surveying show. Yeah. And uh, one of the engineer, federal government engineers, had made it a custom to listen, uh, because that show can even be used as CEUs. Right. Uh, It's very good. Continuing education, right. Yeah. And uh, so one of the engineers that works for the federal government had just been tuning in on his computer at mm-hmm. the office mm-hmm. and listening to the show it's in the background, you know. All right. And uh, he was rabid about the fact, contacted our host and said, uh, uh, America's Web Radio can no longer be picked up on federal computers. On all federal computers all or just federal, his no, agency? All. Now, we confirm we that can, through any other source or oh, just yeah, him? I'm, Yes. Let's make it sure. Outside of the U.S., yeah, in fact. Well, I would imagine so, the military does it. I mean, I've heard stories of the military banning certain radio shows and well, TV this shows. Was, this was besides, besides military. So that's, I got uh, military. I got other. other the military yeah. can still listen or not? They banned no, as well. No, no. Nobody can. If it's on a fifth. Obviously, if you've got Wi-Fi and you live in an apartment, you right, can, you can listen you can to it at home. And of course, you, every yeah. every show on here is also a podcast, I right, imagine, on right. iTunes and other other shows. Uh, iTunes, um, Stitchers, Podcast Alley. We've even got podcast media that's picking up our shows from uh, from iTunes and, and then playing it on there. So, yeah. so they haven't banned every broadcast of the oh, shows. No, 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 just no. America's just Web Radio as a website on federal. Computers. Wow, that's really interesting, David. That's uh, that's tragic. That's yeah. tragic. Well, it's uh, well. The good news is when Trump gets elected, you'll be able to get back on there. You got it. You get back on there, uh, but but you're gonna have to have a gun. <laughs> that's all. That's already taken care of. Um, no, today's election day. It's. Um, going to be an interesting night. Have you been keeping up with it on the news at all? Oh, David, yes, I have. This morning? Yeah. <laughs> I have. I've been listening to every night. I, am, well, I was stuck, uh, as I was telling David, I was stuck at an immigration interview this morning. Who scheduled an interview on Election Day at 8.30 in the morning? You know, I passed uh, six different polling places on my way to immigration. Four. They're all full. Yeah. Well, all but one. One was pretty empty because um, it's kind of an inconvenient polling yeah, place. They're saying it could be possibly the biggest turnout Ever. Well, it should. There's more people live in America. It should be the, every election should be the biggest turnout. Well, I mean, yeah, more people live in America. But that, uh, that doesn't seem. The, the question is, will it be a bigger percentage turnout? And that's really the question. Yeah, uh, I think uh, I think that that's what they're certainly here in Georgia. I mean, I don't know about the regular uh, white vote, but certainly the Latino vote is up massively here in Georgia. And a part of that, of course, is because a lot more Latinos registered to vote. Uh, there are uh, four million immigrants that have been sworn in as U.S. citizens in the last four years. About a million a year gets sworn in, uh, and um, they are uh, uh, voting in in much higher numbers than they have before. 
Uh, now, Georgia, I don't think my prediction, David, is that Georgia will not go uh, Clinton. It'll go Trump. But we, we wrote my predictions down many months ago, didn't we? Uh, yeah, I think you said that uh, it would be Trump by landslide. <laughs> I think I said Hillary was going to win, um, only because that the uh, the Republicans were going to end up nominating Donald Trump. Now I I remember sitting in my office. We have a TV in our office, and I was walking out. It was very you know it was you know June last year, May last year, and um, uh, Donald Trump was on. And people were going, "Oh my gosh, could this man be president?" It was right after his announcement, you know, his anti-immigration announcement. I said, no way Donald Trump gets it. I mean, no way. This guy's a clown, man. He's just in this for publicity. Uh, and I'm pretty sure I wasn't alone <laughs> in that feeling. Um, in fact, I'm pretty sure I'm in the supermajority. People thought that Donald Trump was no way going to be the nominee of the GOP. Uh, but he clearly seized on an anger that uh, the other candidates either did not see or were incapable of seizing on or were incapable of seizing I would, I would, I would ponder uh, and suggest that uh, Cruz probably saw this, but his defective personality probably drove people away from him, um, and uh, he uh, he so blatantly tried to suck up to Donald Trump early in the primaries that when he went after Donald Trump, it became very difficult for him. And of course, his father did in fact assassinate JFK. So I mean that there is there is that going against him. So I, I, I'm still stunned that my GOP nominated a guy like Donald Trump, but he could win. He could win this election. It's been interesting how he's brought states like uh, Iowa and Ohio and Michigan, per, even perhaps, over to the GOP. Uh, the problem that Trump faces, of course, in this election, David, is those aren't enough. Those aren't enough. And he has – I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday who is very involved in, in, in Republican Party politics – uh, and he agrees that Nevada is toast. And uh, really, without a state like Nevada, um, there is um, there is zero chance Trump can win. I mean, he he's got to win Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, and Florida to win the election. David, if he does that, dude deserves to be president because he's he's reversed a trend that was unmistakably Democratic. Um, but I, I would then suggest that he did not do it on his own, uh, that Hillary had a much bigger part in Donald Trump's success than Donald Trump did. <laughs> well, I, I found out something yesterday, and we were contacted. Uh, you're familiar with the fact that uh, that Britain is is getting out of the... Well, maybe. They have to have a, have a little issue they have to deal with first, well, yes. But, but as it stands... The they're, election, leaving, they're leaving the, U, the EU, correct. Yeah. The election went uh, with yes. them leaving. Yes. And uh, little little known uh, application is available. It was designed by a guy named Thomas Peters. And um, this app was used by the pro uh, people wanting to leave the EU in England. And uh, it nailed it. And... Uh, you know, we've heard all these polls and poll after poll after poll how bad Trump is doing in this state or that state, and Hillary's got him by four points or six points or whatever. And then all of a sudden we see Trump go to Minnesota and everybody's scratching their head. Why in the heck is he headed to Minnesota? Mm-hmm. He's th- This app, supposedly, 
is so far ahead of everything else as a tool to examine where you are in an election um, that, and Trump has been using it and that was that's what has been helping him make decisions or his people make What's decisions. this guy's name? David Peters? No, Thomas Peters. Thomas Peters. Thomas Peters and uh, Thomas Peters app. I'm just kind of curious um, uh, the, the was that the catholicvote.org <laughs> there's this there is that um, he also runs the American Papist Twitter page. Um, I'm just uh, curious as to what his app is. Um, that because uh, um, I guess I could look on the App Store and see what what that happens to be here. Because I I had not heard of Mr. Peters. Uh, um, he may in fact be the American Papist. There appears to be nothing on the App Store with his name on it. You sure it's Thomas Peters? Yep. Um, you got me. There's, uh, it's not coming up under Thomas Peters on Google. Maybe. Uh, right, maybe under, uh, you know, uh, during a break or something, I'll try to. Uh, you, oh, maybe it's the You Campaign at. Let's see. On Medium. Let's see here. There is a guy, um, CEO of You Campaign. Looks like he's. Tra- here it is. There was an. Ad- oh, yeah, here it is. Here it is, David. It's uh, showing up on uh, uh, here. This is how we win is the name of the app. Um, and uh, uh, the app is uh, apparently designed to text people to go to polls. Um, polls um, uh, designed. Uh, well, yeah, I don't see this as. Uh, I think it's an it's an app designed to push people out to polls, but it's not a prediction app, at least according to this. Well, they, they, I think there's got some more information. There. I don't know what you, what okay. I don't have. Access to what you're looking at right yeah. at the moment. I just, I'm just anyway, it was I'm very well. No, that's okay. About the it was just very so. interesting that nobody else is using it. Uh, Ted Cruz used it and got Iowa. Uh-huh. Um, they told Paul Rand to get out of Dodge, and uh, then try and Trump is using it, and it seems to have, whatever it is, it seems to have been a, a helpful tool. Well, I think um, it's going to be fun. I mean, I think you're right, though. The tool like this is a get-out-the-vote tool is essentially what it looks like. Uh, and that's the difference. That's, that's the key because Trump has spent $0 in getting out the vote. Zero. He doesn't have, he doesn't have any, what they call the well, ground game. Yeah, he does. But the ground game, well, compared to Hillary, he's got nothing. He's got nothing. But an app like this is an equalizer. But, I see, I, I disagree with what you're saying. Um Who's had the larger crowds at rallies? Crowds at rallies, maybe ten or twenty or thirty thousand people, but you have to get millions of people out to vote. But you, but you take those twenty or thirty thousand people that would like the other night they were out in the cold and rain mm-hmm. and waiting in line to to get in to see Trump. You take dedication like that. And that's your feet on the ground, you know. That's your boots on the ground. They're the, and they, from what I understand, uh, no, they don't have the well-oiled, well-lubricated machine that the Democrats have or the Hillary has. Mm-hmm. But they have the personal appeal. I went, so I'm going to my next-door neighbor and talked about going to a Trump campaign. And to me, that's more effective than some 
jerk knocking on my door and saying, are you going to vote? And I'd much rather have those boots on the ground than the than the paid political door knockers. Well, these are not paid political door knockers. Well, Hillary, Hillary's got literally thousands of volunteers. But so does I mean, Trump. But he doesn't. That's the problem. The, the offices around the states, I mean, Florida's a great example. Uh, in Florida, from my understanding, Hillary has somewhere in the neighborhood of like 100 offices coordinating tens of thousands of volunteers both during the primary, during the run-up to, to early, early voting, through today. <coughs> Phone calls, get out the vote, knocking doors, etc. Trump had five offices. I mean, I mean that, that's a problem. And Trump has put zero dollars into I mean, yeah, you can have big rallies all you want. But until, unless you give people out to the vote, the polls every day. Now, you're right. People may get so excited they will drag their neighbor out to vote. But that, especially in rural areas, that's just not enough. America's 80% living people live in cities. And you cannot win a national election <clears throat> in a rural area. Yeah, you might get 10,000 people out for, for, for a big rah-rah, go-go campaign stop. But unless people in the cities are getting out to vote, you can't you can't win. It's just not possible. Now, I'm, I, you might come back next week while I'm in Chile. I won't be here next week, everybody, by the way. And Dave will, Dave will do the show on his own and say, I told Chuck Trump was going to win. Um, and say, no, there it was. But the numbers and I, just show that, uh, that you need the ground game to get the vote out. That's what killed Romney. Romney was leading big time uh, going into uh, uh, Election Day in a couple of big key swing states. And he got crushed. Why? No ground game. He didn't have the ground game that, that the Democrats have. It's very sophisticated. I, I, it, to, this election is, David, so unusual, though, so weird. And I think in our I don't recall one like it in our lifetimes. Let's come back in a minute here on America's Web Radio, and uh, we'll be ba- back in a minute. Si usted ha casado con un ciudadano, o tiene problemas con inmigración, o tiene una oferta de trabajo, llama a los abogados de Cook Immigration Partners. Somos un lado con más de 100 años de experiencia en la ley de inmigración. Conocemos la ley y sabemos cómo ayudarle. Llámanos hoy a las 404-816-8611, a las 404-816-8611, o visítenos al www.immigration.net. This is Skip Coriel, host of the Home Defense Show on America's Web Radio. Join me every week as we explore all aspects of home and family defense as we strive to defend the ones we love in an ever-changing and volatile world. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business, or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules, or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200, or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And we're back. Welcome back to the America's Web Radio, the Immigration Hour. 
uh, maybe the most listened to immigration podcast in a known universe. Uh, it's great to be back today. David and I have been talking election, of course, because it is election day here in the United States, and uh, certainly a day that um, uh, bodes uh, either ill will or goodwill for immigration in the United States. Um, the final Donald Trump ad campaign said this about immigration, quote, the political establishment that is trying to stop us is the same group responsible for our disastrous trade deals, massive illegal immigration, and economic and foreign policies that have bled our country dry, close quote. Uh, These words are accompanied by gritty images of uh, Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton, and Barack Hussein Obama. Uh, That was for you, David, by the way. Um, But the footage that has drawn the most scrutiny depicts a dense crowd of people streaming across a road, as Trump says, massive illegal immigration. The ad implies that the people depicted are immigrants along the Mexico-U.S. border, where Trump has said he plans to build a giant wall. But they're not. The video actually depicts Syrian refugees marching from Hungary to Austria, seeking to claim asylum during the height of the refugee crisis. Um, it's funny because the guy who shot the footage, uh, Nabi Bulos, working for the Times last year, told The Intercept he didn't approve the use of his footage in the ad. Um, so here you have Trump's ad passing off footage of migrants in Hungary as a scene from the U.S. Um, you know, this is what's, uh, again, Trump exploiting Syrian refugees to falsely prop up his extreme stance on immigration. It's it's a fascinating ad. The ad itself is also anti-Semitic at the end when it blames all the world's problems on a, on a series of Jews uh, and that they're going to destroy an, a, America at that point. Um, that's the final Trump ad, and I, I think it's it's sad uh, that a guy like Trump, who surrounds himself with know-nothings and anti-immigration restrictionists, um, can gain 40% support among the American population. David, that's another thing that's kind of bothering me about Trump. Have you yet seen a poll nationally where he's even close to 50%? I haven't seen any. I mean, I saw one in 46 once, but in the last week, they're all at anywhere from 40 to 43, 44. Well, you know, um, bottom line is all the speculation in the world, all the, all the polls in the world... There's one bottom line, and that's tonight at uh, who votes eight or nine o'clock, ten o'clock. What time do the Georgia polls close? There's seven o'clock, right? Yeah, but but everybody in line gets to vote, right? Yeah, and the West Coast is obviously ten o'clock our time. Well, is it, states they might they might not some. I think there's some polls in out west that don't close to like nine. All right, uh, which would be midnight. Midnight, yeah, midnight. But I don't uh, think by then it'll make. A, well, the reality is they're going to call California. I mean, that's that California's in the basket. Oregon's in the basket. Uh, Washington's in the basket. But not in the deplorable basket. No, they're no, in they're the in the undeplorable basket. Um, Nevada is probably most likely going to be uh, uh, for uh, for Hillary. Uh, Idaho, Utah, and Arizona are going to be for Trump. I was talking to a friend of my other friend of mine about Arizona and this this focus that Hillary's had on that to try to maybe gain that state, and he said, not a chance. Yeah, Latinos have come out and vote, but the numbers just aren't there yet uh, to swing the state. Um, and McCain running, actually, is although he supports Trump, he doesn't really support Trump, but he supports Trump, has actually helped Trump in that state uh, because they, people really like McCain out there. 
So McCain is likely to win. Arizona is likely to go. Now, this idea that New Mexico is going to go for Trump, uh, yeah, not a chance. Uh, first of all, Gary Johnson is going to get 25 30% in Arizona, in, in New Mexico, uh, which is going to reduce Trump's That's share of the vote. He, he uh, offered free pot to all. Well, you know, he, well, he's governor of New Mexico. I mean, I people know. do like him out there. Uh, it's kind of like Kasich winning Ohio, right, in the primaries. Um, but Hillary's going to take New Mexico with a plurality, uh, just like Trump's going to take Utah with a plurality, not with a majority. Colorado is not going to go Trump. That's, that's going to that's go, unless something really crazy happens, not a chance there. Uh, clearly, Wyoming and Montana are all going to go Trump. Uh, and then you're in the Midwest at that point. Uh, Nebraska's got that, spl- that weird split state thingy, which actually I don't think is that weird. Wouldn't it be cool if every state voted by congressional district? I think that that's much more powerful than having a whole state control. Uh, and that, that actually puts a lot of more focus on state legislative races. Uh, because who controls the state legislature controls redistricting. Who controls redistricting controls the shape of districts. At the same time, if you did that, though, I think it'd be more than fair to say, let's let computers draw the lines by bodies, not by not by voting. Uh, that would be an interesting way to do it. Gerrymandering? Well, eliminating gerrymandering. Just literally eliminating it and saying, here's the computer. Here's where everybody lives. Draw us 14, you know, in Georgia, draw us 14 equal voting districts. Period. Maximizing geography. Uh, minimizing uh, weird lines. And uh, you do that... Uh, I think demographics change dramatically in a lot of these states. Uh, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind that at all. I think that'd be kind of fun. Uh, so you've got uh, you've got uh, Nebraska, which may split its electoral votes, but may not. The Dakotas are clearly going to go for Hillary. Uh, I mean, going to go for Trump. Minnesota. You, you mentioned earlier why is Trump in Minnesota? Uh, and uh, there clearly is a strain of people in Minnesota that uh, uh, might vote for Trump. But David, that's a Mondale country. I mean, if, if really, if Trump wins Minnesota, I will buy you a steak dinner. If Trump wins Minnesota, <laughs> I will buy you. I tell, everybody's heard it. I will buy you a steak dinner. At Sandy Springs Diner. The, they, they have great ribeye at the Ruth, Sandy Springs how about Diner. Ruth Chris. I'll go Ruth Chris. I'll go Ruth Chris. <laughs> but I got to tell you, the ribeye at. Are you uh, eating that? No, I, I I will have a fish while you do that. Oh. Uh, I'll have a nice piece of fish. Um, but I might take a bite of your ribeye. But only if you get ribeye. I mean, if you're going to get, like, T-bone or, or sirloin or, you know, you got to get ribeye. It's the best kind of steak. No, I'd probably get a uh, large filet. A large filet? See, I have none of the fat in those things. I'm gonna, if I'm going to eat steak and die, I might as well eat a ribeye. <laughs> um, so you got those states. you got Kansas, which is clearly going to go Republican. Missouri, which is clearly going to go Republican. Although, oddly enough, the Senate race might go Democrat. Really weird, really weird race in that state. Uh, Texas is going to go Republican. Here's a question, David. How big will Texas go Republican? I mean, I think it's going to be pretty close. Low 50s, high 40s kind of kind of race. That should be interesting. That bodes ill for the future for the GOP going forward. Uh, Oklahoma, as red as it gets. That's uh, Arkansas, um, oddly enough, as red as it gets. Tennessee, clearly going to be there. Uh, you got Illinois, which is going to go, clearly going to go Hillary. Uh, Wisconsin, 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 and Michigan. Um, Wisconsin's going to go going to go Democrat, uh, and then Michigan's uh, Michigan's the one I don't know. 
There's a lot of here's here's I read an interesting story the other day, David, about Michigan. A lot of angry people in Michigan. Oddly enough, they're angry about not having automotive jobs, which, by the way, Trump would have eliminated completely <laughs> in Michigan because he was for he was the Mitt Romney's let them all go bankrupt and deal with it later. So the only reason you have automotive jobs in, in Michigan is because of Obama. Um, and here's what's really interesting: the, the in Michigan, the median income for Trump voters. Do you know what it is? Eighty-five thousand dollars. That's interesting. People that are complaining about getting ripped off by fair trade or, or free trade or no trade, whatever, or trade deals, are the same people actually making income. I thought it was a fa- it's a fascinating uh, dichotomy. So you've got, got the, the states. Now, Michigan, David, I'm telling you, Michigan might to be close. That That's a get-out-the-vote effort. That's, that's who's going to vote. I mean, who's going to go to Detroit and get the vote out? Who's going to go to Grand Rapids? Who's going to go to uh, Ann Arbor? Are the students going to vote? Are the millennials going to vote? Are African Americans going to vote? Uh, Dearborn probably going to go. My guess is pretty heavy against uh, for Hillary. My guess on that in Dearborn. Um, then you come into the Midwest, Indiana, clearly red, and it's Pence's home state. Which, by the way, if he was running for governor and wasn't the vice president, he was probably not going to win. <laughs> oddly enough, uh, you got uh, Evan Bayh running for the Senate. There, he's probably going to lose a state he probably should have won. Then you get into Pennsylvania, David. Now, Pennsylvania. Now you got Philadelphia and the rest of Pennsylvania. Well, it used to be Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and then Alabama in the middle. Uh, and uh, Pittsburgh has become more like Ohio, which is probably going to go Republican this time. But Philadelphia is, you know, that's the 900-pound gorilla, and it's like Atlanta. I mean, there's one big city in Pennsylvania, and that's Philadelphia. Pittsburgh's large, but it's not Philadelphia by any stretch of the imagination. They're in the Mahongahela Mahongahela Valley. I said that wrong. I'm sure people are going to chastise me later. Um, and that, again, is get out the vote. It's why Hillary had her next-to-last campaign stop last night in Philadelphia, where she drew 30,000 people for the first time ever. Um, and maybe it's to say goodbye to Barack and say, hey, Barack, we'll see you later, man. Who knows why they came out. Uh, you look at the South. Yeah, and, Bianca. Uh, Bianca. No, she wasn't there last night. It was all it was all, pol- all politicos last night. Um then you've got Kentucky, Tennessee, clearly Republican. Georgia looks like it's going to be pretty, pretty good Republican. Um, Alabama, I don't know. That's kind of a swing state these days. <laughs> so you got the South: Alabama, Louisiana, Mississippi, all clearly Republican. South Carolina, Republican. So then you're looking at the keys: North Carolina and Florida, because uh, the Northeast is all Republican, all, all Democrat, except for maybe New Hampshire. But you don't know about New Hampshire. That'd be stunning if Trump wins New Hampshire. That just be a, that would be a stunner, and Trump's probably going to win that one seat up in uh, one one vote up in Michigan as well. That in Maine. So really, when you look at the election, I just don't know how North Carolina and Florida are going to go, and they actually may be the swings. They may be the two that decide the election. And the thing is, they're on the East Coast, so you're going to know pretty early. I mean, my guess is by nine o'clock, given how the rest will likely fall. Certainly by Michigan's poll closings, which would be 8 o'clock Eastern time, you're going to know what's happening in the rest of the country, and that's, it's going to be it. That'll be, that'll be, you can go to bed, David. You don't have to stay up late tonight. That's good. You, you, you can actually go to bed early tonight. Are you going to be uh, broadcasting tomorrow live with anybody talking about the election? I hope somebody will be here talking about yeah. the election. What time should they tune in tomorrow to hear about the, the election uh, results? Well, probably uh, Medicine on Call. 
Dr. George. And what time is that? Nine o'clock. Nine o'clock tomorrow morning. Nine o'clock. Any other day? Any other times during the day? People will be on talking live about the election. Uh. Yeah, we'll be talking about it uh, at. Well, we have other shows that we'll be running, but we have. Uh, Who do you think is most likely to focus on that election and election results? Um, probably uh, Michael Conley on our Constitution at four o'clock. Four o'clock. So either at nine o'clock or at four o'clock, two good shows to listen to. And Liz, uh, lawyer Liz at two o'clock may talk. Lawyer Liz, what does what does lawyer Liz normally talk about at two o'clock? Uh, drones. She's a drone attorney. Is she really? Yeah. You can do a whole show on drones week after week. Uh-huh. Does she drone on? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, does. David. I just had to. She uh, does. Is it called the drone and, report? Uh, what is it called? Well, no, it's uh, it's called uh, Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz. Oh, uh, sweet. But she talks drones and also high tech. Uh, the well, she may be talking about this then, yeah. but uh, but certainly at nine and four. You're guaranteed to get a get a blastful here on America's Web Radio. Now I'm going to tell you, folks, you're probably not going to have Hillary fans at nine or four o'clock. Is that uh, so? If Hillary does in fact win, uh, it would be a very interesting time to still, turn in. If we're still on the air, then. if you're still on the air, because I believe uh, actually going to go off the air as soon as Hillary wins the election. Probably. Is that right? Probably. Let's take our next break here at America's Web Radio. Soy Charles Cook, el jefe del grupo de abogados Cook Immigration Partners. Estoy en su lado. Con más de 20 años de experiencia con la ley de inmigración, conozco cómo ayudarle. Sé la ley y sé que alguna gente podemos ayudar. Llámanos hoy a las 404-816-8611. A las 404-816-8611. O visítenos en el internet. www.immigration.net Whether cruising the strip at a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. This is Skip Coriel, host of the Home Defense Show on America's Web Radio. Join me every week for a full hour of all the best and latest information on how you can get the skills and equipment you need to protect the ones that you love. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business, or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules, or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the Immigration Hour here in America's Web Radio. David, it's really good to be back here. Um, you know, I could not um, uh, finish this show today. We've got about a half hour left. Without noting uh, the breaking news this week on Melania Trump's immigration history. Uh, where it was finally revealed that, in fact, she did work illegally. And I think we talked about this previously, where I said the idea that a model did not work illegally in America was incomprehensible because every model I've ever known has worked illegally in the United States, which is why they leave and get visas and come back. Because leaving, in fact, uh, takes away eliminates uh, the illegal work as a ground of removability, even if it is because it's not really a ground of removability. So what happened was this last week, the Associated Press, 
thought it was Reuters initially, but it found documentation showing that Melania Trump broke immigration law when she first came to the U.S. in 1996 by entering the country on a tourist visa and then working as a professional model. Um, now, nobody really cares about this, and, and uh, nobody, and I wouldn't even bring it up if, if Melania hadn't said that she'd always obeyed the law in the United States, which, you know, clearly she didn't. Um, now, there are friends of mine in the immigration field who have said, well, she should be denaturalized because she lied on her application. Yeah, you know, this is where I kind of disagree with that. Um, Millennia comes in the mid-90s to work as a model. Uh, she gets an H-1B visa later that year. Back then, there was no waiting line for H-1B visa. She got an H-1B visa, which is a, it's for, for people with specialty occupation, bachelor's degrees, and models. Uh, and she leaves the country to pick up that H-1B. Now, we do not have a copy of her actual visa application at the embassy. Honestly, that visa application has likely been destroyed for 15 years. They don't keep those around very long. Um, and even if she had disclosed, and they didn't even ask, if I recall the form back then, whether she'd ever worked illegally in the country, even if she disclosed it, she still could have gotten the visa. Uh, because the H-1B is a dual intent visa that allows somebody to come to the United States and work and intend to immigrate. So it, having worked here, which would be an intent to immigrate to America, would not have necessarily been a ground to deny the H-1B stamp at the, at, at the consulate. And then once she entered the United States, uh, that becomes history. Now, some people have said, well, when she applied for a green card, uh, she uh, she must have lied on it. And see, again, I don't believe there was a question when she applied for a green card in 2001 uh, or 2000 that there was a question uh, on there um, saying that, um, uh, have you ever worked illegally in the United States? There's, there was no question about that. There is a question about, uh, my favorite question, Dave, is this question, have you ever committed a crime for which you have not been arrested? That's my favorite question on the immigration form. Uh, but there is a question is, have you ever um, lied or material representative material, material fact in order to gain an immigration benefit? And that's the question people say she must have violated if she uh, worked illegally. And I, I don't necessarily agree because we don't know what happened at the consulate and going to the consulate could have actually cleared up her issue and she would be fine. So this idea uh, that Melania um, should have her citizenship taken away is uh, not something that I, I agree with and uh, I don't think she should uh, in fact uh, be uh, 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 be removed uh, from the United States. But David, even if they were to even if Hillary wins the election and begins denaturalization proceedings against Hillary, against uh, Melania, which she will not do, by the way, um, Melania could then reapply for her green card under what's called a 237A1H waiver, which would allow her to remain in the heads, keep her green card, and ultimately renaturalize. So there's really no benefit to doing this to anybody. It's just a wild chase. But I think what bothered people, and what I put it up for, is this hypocrisy that says... Oh, my wife completely obeyed the law, or I never broke the law. Well, you know what? 
I will tell you most immigrants in some way, whether they know it or not, have done something to violate immigration law because it's so complex and it's so difficult to understand. And you don't know all the rules. You don't. You just don't. And I'll give you a prime example, David, of how I know that most immigrants who immigrated to the United States before 2004 broke immigration law and thus rendered themselves deportable. And do you know how I know that? Because in 2004, maybe 304, was the first year in which immigration began reinforcing the change of address rule. In, 19, in, in As part of the Alien Registration Act of 1940, think about what was going on in the world in 1940, okay? Um, we required anybody who is not a U.S. citizen and thus an alien to notify the immigration service within five days of any change of address. And you may remember as a kid, and I remember this in some movie theaters as a young kid, there's an announcement, all aliens must register their change of address. Do you remember any of those TV commercials, or, or I do, in New York City, you know, where I grew up, uh, outside the city? I remember that, TV commercials about that stuff. And people did. But then starting in about the late 60s, immigration just stopped announcing it. They didn't put it on the green card approval notices. They didn't put it on their web, what was their website. They didn't do anything. They never told anybody about this rule that existed. And as a result, millions of immigrants from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s and early 2000s that were permanent residents or H-1B visa holders or students never told immigration that they moved. And I had one of the very first cases in the country where this became an issue. Uh, if you recall me talking about the dude who was arrested speeding going 66 in a 65 zone in, in North Carolina uh, because they thought he was, a, he was an Islamic terrorist. And it turns out all he had in his truck were a bunch of stereo speakers he sold at swap meets. And the only charge they could hold, he was a permanent resident, the only charge they could hold him on was failure to change his address. We ended up getting that dismissed because there was no notice to him about that requirement. But I know, thus, that Melania Trump, I can assure you, never notified immigration of all of her changes of address until she became a citizen. Nobody did. So every immigrant, at least until the mid-2000s, and many today, have literally broken immigration law. Something as simple as notifying immigration of your change of address. Um, because it's easy to break immigration law. And there's other laws like that within immigration that are so easy to break. That is just so... Um, um, mind-bogglingly easy. That's why I'm not going to blame Melania Trump for working illegally, because frankly, lots of people did it. Lots of people did it. Uh, and this is what happens when you live in a glass house and you throw stones, Mr. Trump. Uh, you get you get stories like this to come out. I kind of feel sorry for her in a way, although she put herself out there saying, "I never broke any immigration laws." When she could have just said, you know what, I worked illegally once, and I feel bad about that. I feel bad for immigrants. Donald, please shut up. Uh, I, did, I did appreciate her cyberbullying campaign that she will undertake as first lady. I just hope she starts it at home first uh, because Donald Trump is the commander-in-chief of cyberbullying, uh, both before and likely after the election. And do you know the one thing that I will give his campaign credit for? They shut him up. The last three weeks, they literally shut him up. 
You haven't heard anything crazy coming out of him, have you, in the last three weeks? No, why? They took his Twitter account away. They literally locked him out of his Twitter account. And they won't let him tweet. So maybe today he'll, he'll tweet today, I assure you. I mean, he's, he's got it back as of today because today doesn't matter. Uh, but they kept him on message. And kudos to Donald Trump, man. It was probably the hardest thing of his life to listen to other people and to do what they told him. But he did it. And that, along with Comey's announcement about Hillary, about the lack of emails being emails that were emails that weren't emails, uh, were, um, uh, I think, made this a much, much closer race than it was looking like three weeks ago when they were predicting Hillary had like a 99% chance of winning the election. Um, So like every election, it's close. Now, David, I want to take you a step back in time uh, to 2012. On election day, how close were the polls? Do you remember? No, I think they were uh, fairly close, and I think they had uh, Romney leading in many areas that he wound up um, not winning. Yeah, I mean, it was um, it was way closer than than this election, as far as the numbers look, as far as Romney uh, beating Obama, uh, and Obama just performed on election day. That's that's. And that's the question. Going to your app that we talked about earlier, going to the Hillary machine, going to whatever Trump thinks he has to get people out to vote. Uh, today is the day. Now, what's different today is, as I saw, something like 60 million people have voted already. That's 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 like half the electorate. I mean, we get usually get like 125, 130 million people voting. Is that about right? About a third of America vote. You take out the third that that don't vote uh, and the third that can't vote because they're kids, and about, you know, we get about 50% participation, 55% participation, that's about 125 million votes, 130 million votes, so about half have voted. Um, It's going to be interesting today, David, as we move forward uh, with this, to see if, in fact, there will be uh, any any movement on this. But having, going back to Melania's thing here, um, I feel bad for her, you know? and uh, I, I don't think it's a an indictment of her working illegally. I think it's an indictment of the system. And I think it's the system that's failing America. On this, Trump is right. The immigration system is broken. Um, but he wants to enforce the broken system. And I think that's what's unjust and incorrect. We are in this system today. We have this uh, issue uh, where Trump in his revised campaign statement on immigration. Uh, and I say revised because it's, it's literally brand new. Uh, he's updated from last time. When he talks about enforcing the immigration laws, um, well, these are the immigration laws that um, uh, make people undocumented that make it difficult to fix your status. It makes it difficult to overcome errors. And that's what he wants to enforce. Now, he has, David, he has a new 10-point plan to put America first, and his priorities are to prioritize the jobs, wages, and security of the American people. So clearly he believes that the current immigration system does not prioritize jobs, wages, and security of the American people. That is a perception issue. Uh, I don't think that's reality, but that's a perception issue. Next, his second priority is to, prote- is to establish new immigration controls 
to boost wages and to ensure that open jobs are offered to Americans first. Uh, this goes specifically to the H-1B program, which he wants to eliminate, which his supporters want to eliminate, but which he uses extensively. And finally, protect the economic well-being of the lawful immigrants already living here by curbing uncontrolled foreign worker admissions. Uh, we'll come back and talk a little bit more about Donald Trump's vision and plan to put America first on immigration on the final segment here on America's Web Radio. Soy Charles Cook, abogado y jefe del grupo de abogados Cook Immigration Partners. Llámenos hoy si usted tiene problemas con inmigración, si ha sido arrestado, si se casó con un ciudadano, o tiene una oferta de trabajo. Nosotros le podemos ayudar. También podemos explicar cómo, qué puedes hacer para recibir los beneficios de inmigración. Llámenos hoy a las 404-816-8611. 404-816-8611. O visítenos por el internet al www.immigration.net. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules, Or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to America's Web Radio. It's great to be back. We were we were going through Donald Trump's new vision on immigration, where he's going to protect the economic well-being of lawful immigrants already living here by curbing uncontrolled foreign worker admissions, as if there are uncontrolled foreign worker admissions, which there are not. Um, now, one thing I do agree with, select immigrants based on their likelihood of success in the U.S. and their ability to be financially self-sufficient. I don't have a problem with that, honestly. Uh Vet applicants to ensure they support America's values, institutions, people, and temporarily suspend immigration from regions that export terrorism and where safe vetting cannot be presently insured. Not sure that that's uh, cognizable, but I'll give them that one. Enforce the immigration laws and restore the custody rule of law, which America's prosperity and security depend on. You know, the enforcement of immigration laws is only as good as the immigration laws themselves. When the immigration laws themselves are broken and don't provide for... A, a viable path forward for people that have lived here for a long time, even for their citizen children, then I think the laws need to be fixed before you enforce them. We need to have laws that actually work for people. And I keep going back to the speed limit thing, David. When Nixon imposed uh, the 55-mile-hour speed limit, I mean, I, I grew up with that. And I remember driving across the country in 1984 um, and uh, from Utah to Florida going 55 miles an hour. And it was terrible. I mean, the roads were built for might be going much faster. It was just terrible. And you look at the same roads today, some of which you can go 80 miles an hour on, and the fatality rates are even lower than they were back then. So some laws just don't make sense. They just aren't for the good of people. 
Uh, and a lot of our immigration laws are that way. Now, Donald, um, do you call him President Donald if he wins? Or the Donald, the President Donald? How does that work? And what would, you know, it would be cool if he, his, his Secret Service name was Duck. That would be awesome. You did see the assassination t- attempt this last week, right, against Donald Trump? You didn't see the assassination attempt? That's because it wasn't real. Uh, but that's okay. But he tweeted it was, so I, mean, I, I got to give him kudos for that. Um, Ten-point plan. One, begin working on an impenetrable and impenetrable. Is that like a condom over the, over the border? How does that actually work, David? Physical wall on the southern border. On day one, Mexico will pay for the wall. <clears throat> there was an article, you see my article yesterday? You know, part of the wall runs through the Tohono Odom Indian Reservation, which has said, no wall, not happening, not on our property. So there goes the wall. That nice big hole in it. Um, and what does impenetrable mean? I mean, you have to fire cannons at it that it doesn't work. It's unscalable. Does it have moats around it? How many alligators do you have? Maybe you can hire Herman Cain to figure that out. Uh, number two, end, catch, and release. Under a Trump administration, anyone who illegally crosses the border will be detained until they are removed out of our country. Forgetting that whole due process thing where you have to go to court, but that's okay. Um, and how many prison beds are you actually going to have under a Trump administration? My guess is there's going to be a lot more than we currently have. Hundreds of thousands, perhaps? Move criminal aliens out day one in joint operation with local, state, and federal law enforcement. Now, here's what's interesting, David, about that proposal. You can't legally do that. Most states require that you finish your criminal sentence, and then immigration comes in. And right now, I will give kudos to ICE. I think ICE is a remarkable, remarkably efficient of deporting people out of the United States. And do you really want to deport people? Let's say, David, somebody's convicted of murder, and he's, he's, a, he's an undocumented guy. You want to convict him and then deport him? Or do you want to punish him first and deport him? A little vague policy. We will terminate Obama administration's deadly non-enforcement policies that allow thousands of criminal aliens to freely roam our streets. I mean, literally a made-up issue. Just not true. And sanctuary cities. Again, a made-up issue. Uh, you know, Because there's this thing called the Constitution that the courts have said, no, you can't recognize that hold. Five, immediately terminate President Obama's two illegal executive amnesties. All immigration laws will be enforced. They will triple the number of ICE agents. Anyone who enters the United States illegal subject deportation, this is what it means to have laws and have a country. Okay, there you go, Donald. Suspend the issuance of visas to any place where adequate screening cannot occur until proven and effective vetting mechanisms can be put into place. We already have proven and effective vetting mechanisms, but Donald doesn't want to recognize that because they don't fit within the narrative. Six, suspend the issuance of visas to any place, I suppose he means any country, where adequate screening cannot occur until proving an effective vetting mechanism, whatever. Mythical. Seven, ensure that other countries take the people back when we order them deported. Yeah, good luck with that, Donald. What do you do, parachute them in a plane? Hey, they're coming down. Here they go. Thank you very much. Eight. Ensure a biometric entry-exit visa track system is fully implemented all land, air, and seaports. That will be excellent. Now, perfectly doable at airports. It only costs a few billion dollars. Seaports probably can do that for a billion or so. Land ports, virtually impossible uh, without destroying trade between Mexico and, and, and Canada. But good luck with that. Uh, nine, 
Turn off the jobs and benefits magnet. Well, that's going to be easy, dude, because you're going to destroy the freaking economy. There will be no jobs for people to come to. Um, many immigrants come to the U.S. illegally in search of jobs, even though federal law prohibits the employment of illegal immigrants. True. That it does. Uh, reform legal immigration to serve the best interests of its American and its workers. Keeping immigration levels within historic norms, which means going back to immigration between 1921 and 1964, when nobody was allowed to immigrate to America uh, so we can keep America white. Uh, really fascinating re, a re a retelling, so to speak, of um, uh, of the uh, uh, of his prior immigration policy, uh, but really no different in substance, and one which has no viable uh, um, um, no viable path, no viable way to be implemented. None of that's going to happen. Uh, even if he wins, none of that's going to happen because the Democrats will have close to fifty seats in the Senate, and they will just block everything. They'll just, they'll just filibuster everything. Uh, and uh, if he's going to run a government led by filibuster, more power to him. Uh, he won't get impeached, uh, unfortunately, uh, when he commits his crimes, but he will. Malcolm Gladwell said, by the way, that Trump would be in jail within a year of being elected. Uh, we'll see if that really happens or not. And they're a smart guy who knows things about the future. Um, but I think that uh, this change in, in presentation by Trump of his immigration policy does not change the substance of it, which is essentially is to eliminate legal immigration to America, deport everybody who isn't of Northern European heritage, and to shrink the U.S. economy by shrinking jobs and thus not needing immigrants. That, to me, is the vision of America that Trump brings. I know other people have other visions of America with Trump. Uh, I think you're delusional if you think he's going to do anything other than what I've described. Uh, he has no experience, no ability to do anything other than to talk our country down, to make us less than who we are, to make us feel bad about ourselves, uh, and really to denigrate those who have made America great. Uh, his uh, constant chattering of a weak military is not only disheartening, but certainly not true. And I think uh, as, as a military um, person, I think I would be, if I were such a person, very concerned about both our choices for president, but especially confused about a man who thinks nuclear weapons are an option uh, to use. If you don't, if you have them, why don't you use them? That's what he said. Um, this is what we get. This is what we get. Now, David, if Trump loses the election, here is another prediction you can write down. Hillary will be a one-term president. Can write that down, David. Write that, write that down, man. He's, David's not writing that down, people, but he should write it down. Hillary will be a one-term president. Um, now, I don't know whether it will be because of age. I don't know whether it will be because she's impeached. I don't know whether it will be because she's going to be challenged from the left or because she actually has a decent challenger from the right. But I do not believe she's going to be elected to a second term as president of the United States. I know she will be not be elected if she does not adequately push for immigration reform in a way that views any failure of that program squarely on the shoulders of the GOP. If she can be viewed as having failed to get immigration reform because something she did, she has zero chance of winning the next election because Latinos will abandon her in droves. Much like they've come to her support this time, they will abandon her this time, this next time. Uh, and uh, so, David, do you agree with me? She's a one-term president if she wins? 
She'll never make the first term. You don't think she'll finish her first term? She's going to be impeached. I don't know. I just don't think she will. You think the Second Amendment people will take care of that? <laughs> Let's hope not. Uh, I might come back on Donald with that. Um, it is um, it is certainly frustrating, David, to have sat here now for the last year and a half talking about what today will lead to and what we will become as a country as a result. Uh, I am saddened by the choices we have. I mean, I I do not believe that Hillary Clinton is, is as terrible as people say she is. I have heard good things about her from people who actually know her personally and worked with her. Um, and uh, at the same time, she suffers from a series of self-inflicted wounds that I don't know if anybody else is even capable of making, of making just dumb decision after dumb decision because her privacy is so important to her that she's willing to sacrifice the public's right to know. And, and this is the same thing I would say about Donald Trump, who has refused to allow us to look at his tax returns, which I think is an automatic disqualifier for President of the United States. We don't know what his business dealings are. We don't know who he's in bed with. It's clear he has not paid taxes, because I can assure you that if Donald Trump had been paying taxes by the millions, he would be telling you he would do that. We don't even know if he's actually under audit. We have no idea. He's never produced a single piece of evidence that shows that he is. So he is as untrustworthy as she is, if not more so. And I think, David, as, as we talk in a couple of weeks, and we'll do my recap of the election in a couple of weeks when I get back from Chile. We'll see where we go. I will be having a live Facebook Live tomorrow, David, at uh, 3.30 uh, to talk about the election and what it means, depending on who's won and what it means for immigrants and immigration. It'll be all in Spanish, but it'll be on my Facebook page at Cook Immigration Partners. Uh, people should go and listen to that. They can see what we're talking about and see where we're going. David, until next week, or until two weeks, Good luck to your candidate today. Good luck to the person I believe should beat your candidate today. Uh, and we'll end up on the flip side still being Americans. This is Charles Cook, your host of the Immigration Hour on America's Web Radio. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.